Is building a successful business a dream of yours? Are you ready to do meaningful work that adds value and drives big profits? Consider joining the Tim Stodd's Entrepreneur Community. Our community is a group of like-minded people who support each other and help each other reach next levels of success in business, career development, and entrepreneurship. You'll gain access to one-on-one coaching, monthly roundtable chats, marketing and business education, and accountability meetings to make sure you follow through on your commitments. It's time you reached your full potential. Learn more at timstods.com forward slash community. That's timstods.com forward slash community. Welcome to Tim Stodds FM, where each week we discuss new ideas and tactics to help you succeed in business, relationships, and life. And now your host, Tim Stoddard. Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Tim Stoddart. Welcome to Tim Stodd's FM. Thank you so much for joining me. We're going to jump right into this week's interview. I am really excited to release this interview to you guys. My guest this week is a longtime business associate of mine and a a really good friend of mine. His name is Miles Vives. Miles is the CEO and the founder of eReach. eReach is a highly successful SEO agency Uh, that specializes in backlinks, in outreach, in content distribution. And he's really made a name for himself in the industry of doing the kind of work that is really, really difficult, but is really meaningful. He's been a great partner of mine. He's a really cool guy. And he's got such a cool story Uh, over over the years with his focus and his work ethic. He's built uh, multiple successful businesses that we're going to talk about in this episode and uh, our conversation leads us along his journey of figuring out how to find what it is that he's passionate about, find the opportunities within his passion, and then figure out a way to create real, real businesses from them. It was one of the cooler conversations I've had in this podcast because it's something that I think about a lot and we'll get more into it obviously uh, in the episode, but the idea is that there's so there's so much information out there and there's so much motivation to tell people to follow their passions, right? But sometimes following your passion isn't the best idea. So Miles had really, really great practical advice and practical insight on how to take something that you're passionate about, find if there's a way to make a business out of it, and then channel the actual tactics and strategies that you need to to be successful in that endeavor. So it was a great conversation. I know you're going to love it. Without further ado, please help me welcome Miles Vibes. Miles, thank you so much for joining me on my show. It's a pleasure to, to finally have a chance to have a, a normal conversation with you, man. Well, thanks for having me. Yeah, sure. So you are the CEO and the founder of eReach. You and I have been doing business together in the mostly the SEO space, but the online marketing space for for years. I mean, I think it's safe to say that you and eReach have been our most valuable partner. And you you guys have an amazing team over there. You're based out of San Diego. Um, mm-hmm. I always admire the efficiency and like the communication of your team in terms of the services industry. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I think most uh, agencies lack and you guys have done such a great job on it. So uh, before I fluff you up too much, uh, please <laughs> just tell us about 
what eReach is, how you started it, why you started it, how long you guys have been in business. Yeah, so um, eReach has been around for a long time now, uh, over a decade. And um, I started it, just a little bit of backstory, I started it because I had background in internet marketing and um, I I used to fight professionally, mixed martial arts and uh, kickboxing. So I had a lot of time on my hands, I didn't know what to do with it, so I started a forum and all of a sudden, people were, it just gained so much traffic, people just approached me to advertise. And I was like, wow, I can make money off of this uh, website. And so <clears throat> I, I just kind of searched, okay, how can I make more money? Then I, that kind of got my feet wet with online marketing. And I picked up the skills, not by learning in school or anything like that, I just picked up these skills. And then um, um, I went to law school and business school. And during that time, I wanted to find a job. So. I started working with an internet marketing company and um, eventually over time got to the COO position. Um, had a little bit of a, some differences in running the company. So I started my own company and it just kind of, kind of naturally, naturally fell into it because I've had the inter- internet marketing skills from when I was younger. And I was like, hey, might as well because I saw what worked, what didn't work and decided, okay, let's start eReach. And eReach used to be a complete full service um, uh, digital marketing agency, uh, like normally everyone starts where website development, everything across the board, paid media, SEO. Oh, yes. And then I decided that um, I, I reached actually, this, this is the, this, the true story here. A lot of people think that I just pivoted, but it was because um, we began to specialize, but it was because I got bored. So after about, um, I reached a financial goal after about a year just a year and it wasn't a challenge anymore and I just simply got bored and I let uh, uh, let a lot of our employees know, know about this because I believe in transparency and they know my personality yeah. and for one year we were coasting like literally coasting didn't do any prospecting no clients no no new clients everything everything was great and then I just decided you know what let's specialize and uh, by doing that we gained a lot more clients and by specializing, we now focus on organic uh, marketing. So it's uh, anything dealing with uh, SEO and link building and content marketing. For um, certain clients though, we do paid media as well. So we do have a big direct response background. And so uh, we only do this, we don't advertise it, but we only do this for clients who have been with us for a long time. They understand our background. They, they spend, invest a lot in monthly, then we'll hand the paid media for them. Because as you know, Tim, a lot of people, they usually want to work with a one-stop shop usually. Mm. And so that's kind of how it um, evolved from this uh, general uh, general internet so do-it-all marketing firm to something that someone that's specialized or a firm that's specialized. Yeah, I, I want to talk about the specialization part of it because I think that's such a great lesson uh, for people starting out and, and maybe for people that are a little bit further on the road. But before I do that, uh, I want to hear a little bit more about that story because I never knew that about you. So you're a kickboxer. So was it Muay Thai? Yeah, yeah. Muay, Thai? Uh, Muay Thai. Um, I did. I competed in the mixed martial arts, and even before jujitsu and mixed martial arts were popular, um, I had started one of the first schools um, in in Asia. In Asia, and uh, that blew up. And then I uh, went to Chicago, and it's still there. It's it's the biggest mixed martial arts school in Chicago. It's been around now for over um, over 10 years and um it's it's established my middle brother runs the show now and uh yeah i mean it was one of those things i did purely out of passion and i was so young when i started it i was uh, 16 
I had no intention. I, I didn't know money. I was just like, I just need money to buy some food and train. Mm -hmm. But then it just started, the money started coming in and that allowed me to do more things. Um, I still didn't really fully understand what I had, uh, but uh, over time I learned about it. But uh, yeah, it was, it was just, a, it was a stepping stone. It got me started with everything. Yeah, I love that. And so, so this was years ago when forums were still yeah. more popular. And yeah. I'm, I'm comparing your story to my story a little bit. You know my website, Sober Nation, mm -hmm. obviously. And I was a carpenter most of my life. I was like a contractor. And when uh, I moved to Florida and I started that, that personal journey in my life, I just started writing about it. And I never had any plans to grow like some, some media brand. It was mm -hmm. just something that I was passionate about. And then people started approaching me like, wow, how did you build this brand? Um, is there any way that, that we can work together? And from there, I saw the opportunity and I transitioned a little bit. It was like, I, I'm, I'm kind of figuring out how to do this online marketing thing. Oh. And I think I can like make a business out of it. So I never realized that we, we shared that, that commonality yeah. in our journey. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. And um, just one thing led to the other and just kept growing and growing and growing. And yeah, yeah worked out well. Yeah, I love it, man. So uh, let's talk about specialization because yeah. when, when I started Stodzy, it was the same exact thing. Like you would take anything that you can get and you would take on things that you didn't even know that you knew how yeah. to do. You know, you just say yes to everything yeah. and figure it out. Those, those times really, oh gosh, I, I don't miss those times. <laughs> me neither yeah. at all. Uh, for me, I remember reading this article. I forget what the dude's name is. He still owns his agency. It's called Nifty Marketing. Mm -hmm. um, he wrote some like 50-page article about local search. And you remember when Moz used to have their, their like public blog and then if yeah. you submitted your stuff, you would get promoted to like the, yeah. the actual Moz blog? It was one of those that got promoted. And uh, in this article that he wrote, he talked about this experience he had where he decided he was starting an agency and he was talking to a mentor and his mentor said something around, around the lines of there's 30,000 agencies or something in the country. Like, what are you going to do that's any different to stand yeah. yourself out? And that's when he decided, great point, I'm going to specialize. And he specialized in local. I took that and specialized in healthcare. Yeah. You eventually along your journey just decided to specialize in inbound and mostly like the hard stuff about inbound, yeah. right? The, the link building, the outreach, the stuff that nobody wants to do. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, was that like a, a tactical decision that you made yes. for business yeah. or did you just get bored? Like you said, well, we got, got bored in doing everything. Yeah. So when I decided to specialize, because I, I noticed that, um, that during that time, I can't remember exactly how many years ago, it was probably between six or eight at that time. And it's still happening now, but at that point in time in my life, I was doing a lot of research and I noticed that there was just so many similar agencies popping up and yeah. all full service. So kind of to your point, what you just mentioned, I was thinking, okay, I'm getting bored of doing everything anyway. I, you know, our team just is so spread. What can we focus on to be different from everyone else now? And what is it that would actually do, you know, what should we specialize in? And so then we thought about it. We have great processes for SEO, for link building, everything. Um, it's very streamlined. And I, I, I think I've mentioned this to you and uh, your partner, Brian, before. It's, it's literally, we just, 
that's what we're known for. People come to us because we're very transparent and everything's just all laid out. We, we provide the most communication to people. And so we noticed that was like the weak link for a lot of agencies. And most of our clients are actually agencies. And um, um, they, they like the process too, because just like you mentioned, it's, it stinks doing it. It's, it's long, it's hard. And um, it can be in terms of the benefit, if somebody does it well and does it for a long period of time, then the, the results are great. So decide to just focus on SEO. And to the point of specialization, it's exactly what I'm doing now with an, a new business. And it's similar to how you're focusing in healthcare, we're focusing in the, the tactical industry where yeah. now I'm taking the marketing expertise that the firm has eReach and just laser-like focus on those who are trainers, who have facilities, uh, ranges, things like that. Yeah, I love that. Um... Okay. I, I want to transition a little bit um, with the specialization. When I introduced you, I also mentioned your longevity. It's really not easy to be in the agency space for a long period of time. And, yeah. you know, you guys have really done it and continue to thrive. I'm sure with your ups and downs, just like any other business has, but um, you know, I've gotten to know your personality and your, uh, methodical and you're very, very persistent. So I can kind of make my own assumptions, but in your words, what do you think has been the the biggest reason for the longevity of mm -hmm. eReach? Like what have you guys done? Yeah, to enable Good question. Um, so there's two things uh, personally for, for eReach. I know everyone's a little bit different, but, um, and there's, uh, I, I can confidently say for eReach and myself, these two are on the same level. I can't say one is better than the other. So there was two things that helped us really grow. One was an organized sales system. And what I mean by that is when people use a CRM, some of them don't really religiously use it. So there was a complete process for us to reach out, to follow up. And we never, ever leave a lead untouched for more than three months so let's say it's even the ones that were in our system 10 years ago we still hit them up they might put us they may have spam put our emails and spam or whatever but it's non-stop and like you said persistent but we do it in a nice way where you know we're not harassing them and it's um it, there are degrees of follow-up so as uh, as you're probably aware for example when someone's hot or warm you're going to send them more emails and over time if they're not responding, then you just spread it out. So that's exactly what we did with all leads. Every single lead that has come in, if they don't say no, we're constantly on them. And so that's why we're always in the top of mind. Um, the second thing, and as I mentioned, this I can't say that this is better than the other one, but because because in our experience, both uh, did the same amount of work. Um, but strategic partnerships, huge. Huge, 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 where um, I would, um, um, and this was strategic, where in any conferences, I would always befriend the, <laughs> the business development managers from other agencies, you know, or, or even the, the, the sales managers at, at, at uh, different companies, so non-agencies, non because they're the ones who are always looking for, you know, they're sales people, they're, they want to make money. Mm -hmm. So sometimes their agencies would just be doing web development or maybe paid media and of course they want to make some money, you know, they want a referral commission or whatever it might be, or they want a partnership with their agency. And then that's, that's what would start it. So it's a win-win because they're making money, we're making money. And that worked out extremely well. Um, one thing that a lot of new agency owners and business owners do, just like you and I did most likely when we started is word of mouth, right? But yeah. you really just can't scale. It's just, you're not going to survive. 
I'm so happy that you went that direction. And I was trying to tee up on it simply because like, I know that when I can almost expect the next email coming in from you. Um, (laughs) And uh, I always assumed again, just knowing your personality and like the methodical nature of it, that it was probably very systematized, but I wanted to go down that road because for me personally, I see, and I know it's out of fear, right? But I see so many people getting in their own ways. If they have a dream of like starting a business or an agency or whatever, because mm-hmm. sales is uncomfortable. Yeah. Right? It's an uncomfortable process and it takes a long time to get good at it. It takes a, it takes a lot of practice to just get comfortable talking about money, you know, mm-hmm. in that way where you're not like in a way that it doesn't seem demanding, but at the same time, like you're not uh, being a pushover, like knowing yeah. what you're worth and, and insisting on it. And, uh, and I personally feel um, that lack of a sales system and just lack of sales in general is the reason why most companies go out of business. Like most companies mm-hmm. don't go out of business because of bad management or poor leadership or whatever. They go out of business because they lose money. Yeah. They run out of money. And, uh, and I, I, I wish for other people's sake that they took what you just talked about more seriously. It doesn't mean that you have to be some flamboyant, amazing, smooth talking salesperson. Like I think sales comes down to just outreach and then follow up. And mm-hmm. like, that's kind of basically it, you know, yeah. you can really build a system around it. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Yeah, no, I, I agree because, and that's what we did. Uh, um, we never, I'm, I don't know if you know, knew this or could tell, but I'm a, I'm actually a big introvert and not, not many sure. people, even my girlfriend, she never, you know, we've been together for seven years now. And she always says like, when they start talking business, no one would ever expect it, you know, but she knows it's out of kind of survival, you know, you just got to do it. Mm. And, um, yeah, it just, uh, it's one of those things you just got to pick up the phone and start those, the emails and, and, and just be top of mind. And the reason why is because I, you know, I mentioned I'm an introvert is because I never did on stage selling or I wanted to be a speaker because I don't, I just don't like to be up there talking, but I know that's a great way to get business to you, particularly for agencies. So since I knew already from my, my standpoint, I, I'm not a speaker. I, I, I don't want to get up there. So I said, what, what other ways can I do it? I have to do cold outreach. I have to uh, get our sales team to do cold outreach. And that's all we did. We just hammered, hammered it all the time. Yeah. And I found that honestly to be more effective, even though people don't like cold outreach for us. If we look at the numbers and our bottom line, all the clients that we've got um, and how we got them, we uh, did much, we do much better with sales than inbound, let's say ads and things like that. So that was very interesting for us. Yeah. And, and I, I think you mentioned that. And I think it's important to mention that because I uh, can't remember what the book was called. I'll put it in the show notes. It's in my bookshelf um, in the other room. But I remember this guy broke down how sales is just about ratios and that's all Mm -hmm. you got to do once you figure out your ratio then like you can almost project well not almost you can project with relative accuracy like what your revenue is going to look like over the course of the next three six nine months just depending on how many outreach emails you make you know your ratios you can break it down Exactly. And what helped too, um, um, just in terms of the specialization yeah. was uh, just because it just popped in my mind and it just happened uh, two, day, three, two or three days ago is uh, 
if you have a, if people have a service or product that is not just sold within their region, I mean, going international and we now have a lot of clients uh, from Spain and um, yeah, they, they initially found us and it's just kind of similar how you, how any business grows where you get maybe one client, you do a really good job. They spread the word or maybe they give you more business. And yeah, now like uh, one thing that we're doing is when we got a small following in Spain, we're like, why not do cold outreach? Because a lot of people are getting tired of um, uh, companies who are might be local and they don't do a good job. Just similar to how a lot of people may not want to outsource to, uh, sometimes they have this nightmare stories about, you know, working with people from Pakistan or India, not to say it's cross board, but similarly in local, in different countries, they're running to the same thing, working with local agencies. And that's, I found out through the customers in, in Spain. And so I was like, huh. Let's start the cold outreach to these different uh, countries. So now we have a lot of uh, clients in Australia and Spain. We've noticed that uh, there's a lot of uh, a lot of people there who are looking for good SEO and link building agencies. Um, we get hit up a lot by Brazil, but the problem is they usually want to work in their language, and it's just yeah. uh, it doesn't work. Um, our clients, um, our clients in Spain, they have uh, clients in the U.S., which is what which is why it works great. And then Australia, they speak English, so no problem. Yeah, a total side note with that. Um, uh, in Recife, I think is the city, is kind of turning yeah, into like the new tech hub in Brazil. Um, I, I've made some some pretty good connections with them out there, but yeah, it, they do like to speak uh, Portuguese. I think they speak Brazilian. Yeah. So um, yeah, very interesting. And thank you so much for taking us down that path. I really, really hope people listening to this take that seriously because like you need to sell. And yeah. if you don't, you're going to go out of business. So I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, Let's transition, man. I see your t-shirt, Tactical Hive. I've been following your brand um, basically since its birth. I've been getting all the emails. Um, I, I, I watched the videos most importantly. Uh, I do want to give you a chance to just introduce what this new project is. But also what I wanted to talk about is, uh, is the content that you create for Tactical Hive is way more high level, like really good video quality, Mm-hmm. good editing, like long form. You clearly have to plan for it with production yeah. and equipment and stuff like that. Um, man, like why did you decide to do that? Because that's really, really hard. Um, it, it, uh, it's pure passion. Um, yeah. but, and I have this, uh, I've been fortunate um, where essentially everything I've been passionate about in my life, I've started a business around and it's, I've also been lucky that there's always been a market for that passion. So if it was martial arts, if it was online marketing, teaching it, if it's, let's say, the tactical world, there's, those are markets where there's billions and millions and millions more billions of dollars being spent a year. So it just worked out well. And so I started because, um, and it's kind of the, I'll give you the, the, the nutshell version. It's the stories on yeah, Tactical Hive website. But um, I, uh, I've, started sports shooting when I was very, very young and just dabbled in it and um, didn't decide not to pursue that because I got into mixed martial arts. I fought professionally, things like that. And um, I've always wanted to, when I was younger, enlist in the military, but it just didn't work out. You know, I went to, I became a business person. I, for some reason, I just gravitated towards that. And so now that the businesses were established, everything was good, everything is you know smooth sailing, it's like, hey, might as well do the things that I've always wanted to do when I was younger. So that passion returned and I was like, okay, I just, I was shooting a lot. And just like any entrepreneur, you find, if you find problems, you come up with solutions. 
And so when I started shooting a lot, I would get, I was getting really, really frustrated spending a lot of time on money, gear, lessons, all that stuff. And all instructors out there, you wouldn't know who to believe. And this is, we're dealing with something like you're learning a skill that could save your life, but why, what if the person teaching you this is teaching you something wrong? Now you're at risk. Sure. And so I got fed up. I got fed up because simple questions, everyone would be giving different answers. So I was like, okay, I need to start training with people who have actually been in real life altercations, have been shot at and shot, you know, and, and, and so they, they know what it feels like, the adrenaline, the stress, all that. And uh, I got, I was fortunate to get linked up with a few Navy SEALs who were very, very high up. And it just started from there. The network grew. And uh, now, now um, um, I rub my elbows with people from every uh, elite force out there, from, from Delta, SEAL Team 6, the Rangers, Marine Recon, all that. So it's, it's really, been really cool. And then that just ignited the passion even more. And what happened, I was like, like I was deciding, okay, why not share this with everyone else? because you know, everyone doesn't know what the real stuff is so i was giving a answer to a big problem out there and it just boomed and uh, then i was re i realized well you know people wanted more and i was like okay similar to um the the first website they started the forum with mixed martial arts mm -hmm. i noticed that people were responding and i was like okay there's the, the opportunity so it's very similar to what i've experienced in the past and i was like okay let's uh let's do what people aren't doing. So similar to kind of when I started specializing with e-reach, so it's kind of a combination of things here where mm -hmm. I noticed something was, uh, people were picking up just like the MMA forum. So I decided, okay, maybe we can do something there. Then I decided to specialize because I was thinking to myself, all right, this is going to be the tactical world. Now, what are other companies not doing? And that's when I noticed they don't really spend time producing quality content. So that mm -hmm. is our, uh, our leverage there. Um, and just a side note, it just, it just happened yesterday. Um, got to be, I, got, I got invited to be a speaker at Protector Symposium simply because of what we're doing. They, they know that we're, we're less than a year old and we've just skyrocketed. We've surpassed a lot of brands who've been around for years in terms of recognition and, and knowing us, brand awareness. And so people want to learn how we did that. And it's through specialization. There's honestly no, it's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not a secret sauce or anything like that. Yeah, I, I, that specialization word just comes up over and over again. When mm -hmm. the one I remember, I I'm not. I wouldn't consider myself a sports shooter. My dad took me to the the range a bunch when I was younger, especially, and he taught me how to shoot. And um, I've always appreciated when when people think of shooting, uh, especially with the sports shooting. There's actually like a real meditative quality to it because you have to yeah. like control your breathing and 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 the focus that comes with it, and especially. For me, um, not jerking before I actually squeeze, that's always mm -hmm. my problem. I, I like jerk slightly to the left. And so I always miss the target to the left a little. Uh -huh. um, so it's like very much about concentration. Um, but I wouldn't consider myself like a, a fan of the sport by any means. Mm -hmm. With that being said, especially the one that you did about the, uh, the expert sniper. Yeah. Uh, I think everybody, when you watch a movie, you think like, how do you actually get a bullet to hit something that's like a mile and a mile half away, away yeah. and like yeah. measure the wind and measure all of that. Like, uh -huh. How is that even possible? And what the hell is the point of the second guy with it? Because you know, in the Marines, like they never go alone. They always go together yeah. but like for what? I don't get yeah. it. Uh -huh. and, uh, 20 minutes into this video, I'm sitting there like, Oh man, like I understand now. And so, uh -huh. so if there's a lesson to be learned there, like, yeah, taking your time, 
to teach people things that they wouldn't have been able to find anywhere else, like really, really pays off. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's working. People are loving it. Um, and of course, we have the back end to it. We're, we're getting, we're generating a good amount of income now. Uh, so the business side, but it, it just all started out with passion and just uh, finding the holes and the gaps, which is, you know, um, it's nothing new, right? You, you can see this in all these business articles. It's passion, finding where, finding where the holes are and trying to find a solution for it. Yeah. All right. So you've talked about passion a few times and I'm always interested about this conversation and I want like your viewpoint on it. This is going to be kind of like an open-ended conversation mm-hmm. sort of, um, I go back and forth a lot. There's half of me that says like, you only live once, right? Find what you're passionate about and try to find a way to make money. But then the logical side of me sees all of the people that like try to be famous singers. And it's like, I hate to say like, it's probably just not going to happen. (laughs) And I don't want to like ruin anybody's dreams. I just, and then on the other side, um, I'm a big fan of Mike Rowe, the dirty jobs guy. And I remember this interview that he put together where he said, finding your passion is terrible advice. What you do is you find an opportunity and then you figure out a way to love it. And I look at that and I think like, yeah, damn, that makes a lot of sense too. And you've seemed to find a way to merge these two things, right? Where like you find things that you're passionate about and then you find the opportunity in there. Um, Again, kind of open-ended conversation, but I'm like, I'm just wondering. I'm glad you brought it up because actually I mentor quite a few people and um, <laughs> the, the topic always comes up and I've had the same conversations. Yeah. And so I am of the, the, the school of thinking here where screw following your passion if there's no market for whatever that passion is. Yeah. Yeah, like just screw it. You know? so, um, so I forget, uh, how did you actually told me? I, th- I think it may have been Noah Kagan. I can't recall, but um, uh, I think we were talking before and he was saying something like, why would you follow your path? Like, for example, let's say, let's say your, your, or I should say, I should backtrack here. That's not passion. So, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll circle back to that, but going back to the passion where it's like, yes, you might be passionate about something, but if there's no market, you're, you're really going to lose out. I'm just kind of, mm-hmm. you're saying, if you want to be the next celebrity, you know, what's the, what's the percentage what's the, what are the chances, right? It's very, very slim. Yes, you can go for it. But if you look at the ratios, statistics, it's just like small businesses, they go down. So what I generally like to do is if I know that I'm going to, to think about something for business, then you may have heard about this too. You list out all your passions, list out everything that you're good at, you know, two different columns and try to match them. So your passion to whatever you're good at. And then after that, determine if there's a third question there, the third column would be, is there a business opportunity? And if there is, what is that? And that's, if I'm thinking, thinking about it from, you know, let's, let's say Tim, you're like, Hey, let's, let's brainstorm today and come up with business ideas. I would do that list passions first, what I'm good at. And then the third is okay. Learning, see if I can connect the dots to something that's profitable. And that's, if I'm thinking about a business idea with, um, with, both it's just this i i got you know it's part of his love with with both the with both the mixed martial arts businesses and with my, my first schools which are chain of schools now and uh tactical hive those were pure passion which i just fell into mm. so to be honest there it's luck it was luck because i i wasn't really thinking from a business standpoint but with e-reach that was different yeah. that's where passion what i'm good at 
and that's the formula I follow for eReach. And the tactical hive, it just so happens that um, it is profitable. It's, I now have the passion, I now have, I'm good at the internet marketing, and now it is a profitable industry. Yeah, I'm glad to hear somebody talk about it from that standpoint because for my blog, for this podcast, like my personal brand for Tim Stodds, people approach me with ideas and I just come across that a lot where it's like, man, I don't want to tell you not to go for something that you're passionate about. But one of the examples that I always use is when I was a kid, um, I was a real fan of, well, I still am, um, not so much anymore, but comics and magic cards. I was a real, real nerd when I was a kid. Uh And uh, there's a ton of passion for that. But if you're really, really trying to make a living like selling magic cards, like I used to do when I was 14 years old, back when I'd make like a dollar 50 on a card. And I think like, hell yeah, (laughs) man, like I'm killing it, you know, like I'm going to be in a real world of hurt. So, uh, so, uh, I I really like how you said, um, find what you're good at, find a passion and then see if there's a best. Yeah. And I now I remember what I was going to mention. So you know how it's kind of a flip side where some people say what you had mentioned. People say follow your go follow or do whatever what you're passionate about. Let's take the flip side. So there are a lot of people making a lot of money who are not passionate about what they're doing. Yeah, so if you think about it from that perspective, it's like so should they stop what they're doing and and follow their passion or do they stick with something? The example that uh, Noah gave me when we were talking uh, a while back was um, a lot of uh, people who run mortuaries, right? You know, they, they're good at what they do. Do they like it? Most don't like what they're doing, but you're, they're making a killing. People, you know, people pass away every day, right? And so they mm-hmm. need mortuaries. And so they're making a killing. Are they following the passion? No. So this is where that, I've used that in conversations where it's like, okay, do you necessarily have to follow your passion to make money? No. You, what you can do is maybe you have this uh, – Maybe you run a mortuary. I'm, you know, it's a it's a pretty dark example, but sure. run a mortuary. And this is something where I graduated to. This you might be relate relate to this as well. But run the run the mortuary. Maybe you hate it, right? Don't like it. But why can't you have someone run it for you? Yeah, run it for you. That's so now you're making steady income. You know, maybe it's not a lot as much as you would if you were running it. But now you're making steady income, passive income, and you can do something else. And that's kind of like also what I'm doing with, uh, with eReach, you know, so like I, I don't handle, I'm not in the business doing all these little link building things and stuff like that. I'm still CEO, but now I'm playing more of a traditional CEO where I don't have to get involved in, in so much. It's more about the vision um, and, and, and talking with clients and, and sales, closing deals, things like that. Yeah. And this is something that I feel like uh, if we really wanted to get into, you and I could talk about this for a long time because I, I feel... Um, directly in line with, with how you feel about it. Like, yeah, sometimes you got to put in the five years, eight years to just work and you're not going to like it every day. That's fine. But you can put yourself in a position where you can build, like we talked about before, a system around an infrastructure that you built and then pull yourself out of the business so that you're not in the business anymore. You're on the business, like classical, the e-myth, right? Michael mm-hmm. Gerber stuff. And I read that book and it really, really changed the way that I thought about it. And uh, then you get more time to dabble around on the things that you're excited about. And like, yeah, maybe it'll fail, but that's okay. You know, mm-hmm. now you have like at least an opportunity to pursue that. So yeah. I'm totally and, in line with, with how you think. Just about the that. interesting tidbit. So now kind of the stages in life. So you know how you're, 
you're regular, you're a startup entrepreneur, you're grinding, you're grinding, you're grinding, you always think that you have to be in the business, you're not working on the business. Yeah. Then the next stage could be somebody who now understands kind of exactly what we just talked about where, okay, now I have to hire somebody to run the business so you can do other things, do other ventures. I have now ventured to the third phase, which is something that it blows my mind um, because I think, and this is, it's now about investing in businesses. And the reason why is I, I will never, aside from Tackle Hive, I'll probably never start another business. Never, ever start another yeah, business. Why? Because, yeah, because it's so much easier to partner and acquire because if you approach a business that's already working, there's no more risk. There's absolutely no more risk because you know it's working. So why not just come in and acquire the business Keep the same ownership. Keep the same owner working in there. They're operating the business. Keep the employees. So you're not doing anything. You're just acquiring, and again, that's cash flow for you if you do the numbers right. And just keep on going. <laughs> keep on doing it. Keep on doing it. Acquire. And so this is a game. Not many. This is a game I've realized the ultra wealthy uh, are, are into. Absolutely. And it's a, it's a game that it's hard to get into because not a lot of people understand it. It's it's just really it's foreign to them. And so that's why I think there's stages where you start startup entrepreneur and you, you just kind of go through phases. But now that I've been exposed to this, the, the business investing, the mergers and acquisition, I feel like that's huge. Like once you've established a, a steady business and maybe you sell your business, this is something you might think about doing because um, it's just really opened my mind and all the big players are there are doing it. Really opened my mind too. That's, that's uh right on time with, I, I think you and I talked through email about copy blogger. I, yeah bought space into copy blogger and like 10 years ago when i'm starting stodzy i'm looking at copy blogger thinking like man these guys have it figured out and then if you like we said do the shit that is hard and that is valuable and you just make money then you can put yourself in a position where you're like for lack of a better word you're almost buying passive income yeah you know and uh and that's why that's why i hope to be as well so i, I think that we're really similar with that um Man, Miles, I really, really appreciate your time. Um, we've been at it for almost an hour and you're, you're so gracious and it's really good to actually get a chance to talk to you. Uh, before we sign off though, I wanna make sure that for people that are interested in Tactical Hive especially, because I'll put all the links to eReach and stuff, but I know that okay. Tactical Hive is something that like you're really jazzed up about. Right yeah, now. yeah. Where can mm -hmm. they find that? Yeah, um, just uh, we're, 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 you know, tacticalhive.com and that's Hive with a, with a Y, so H-Y-V-E.com. Um, the same, same handle on Instagram and Facebook. We're very, very active uh, on Instagram and Facebook, so a lot of great stuff there. Nice. And um, we're primarily, we're not really more about sports shooting, although we cover sports shooting, but if you guys are, if anyone is interested in self-preservation, protection, it's, it's a great resource. We talk about lots of different things. It's not just about shooting, it's, it's about being prepared, surviving, and just being safe. Yeah, that's really great, man. Thank you mm -hmm. so much. Um, great, Miles, uh, let's do this again, bro. It was really, yeah, really absolutely. good talking to you. Anytime, thanks for, for having me, I really appreciate it. For sure, uh, any more information you want to find on Miles, I'm gonna link all the, all the links on the social media accounts on the show notes of this post. Thank you so much for listening. Please give a like and a subscribe is the best thing you can do to support the show. Talk to you guys next time. Miles, we'll do this again soon. Okay. Thanks a lot. See ya. Hey guys, it's me. It's Tim. One last time before we wrap up, just wanted to say thank you for tuning into the podcast. Please subscribe on iTunes. 
please leave me an honest rating. Please follow me on Spotify. It's the best thing you can do to support the show. If you want to find out more, go to timstods.com. Feel free to fill out the contact form to reach out to me personally. I always respond. I appreciate you guys so much. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one.